this is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome to the Flavor of Leadership podcast. This is episode number 20. I love music, and I have played the piano since I was young. And, you know, I remember when I first decided that I wanted to play the piano. I remember I saw someone else. They were they were playing a piano solo. I, I honestly don't remember what song they were playing. I don't remember much about the experience because I, I, was, I was pretty young. Other than I just remember how the music made me feel and what it made me think. I just remember thinking, holy cow, that person's hands are moving that quickly. And it's just creating such a beautiful, wonderful sound. And I just thought, if I could learn to do that, that would be absolutely amazing. That's what I remember. I just remember feeling like, wow, I want to learn to do that. And I remember talking to my mom about it, my parents, and and they're amazing. I, I don't remember exactly how long after that experience that my parents put me into piano lessons, but they did. And I remember being able to go to piano lessons and first learning notes and remember getting a chance to play some new songs and showing my family how I could do it and then getting to learn some some songs that were that were fun songs that I that I knew, you know, that came from movies or something else. And and it was fun to be able to play those those simple melodies and and to be able to play. And I I I just loved it. But I wasn't always great at practicing. I even had a teacher that quit on me because I wasn't making much progress. I was like, oh no, that's that's when I got trouble. So yeah, that really happened to me. And it 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 taught me that, man, I needed to work harder and practice more and and practice better. And so right now I have, I have some of my children in, in music lessons right now. And so it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's, I, I get to hear all of those wonderful sounds of, of kids learning to, to play music. And, and I, I do enjoy it. You know, some, some people don't quite appreciate those sounds like I do, but I have been there. And I know how hard it is. And I, and I know the thrill that you get when, when you finally learn to read music and you learn those notes and you actually create a song and you get to play a song that somebody else recognizes. And I remember how fun that was. And I love hearing my kids get to do the same, how they've gotten excited when they first got to do those same things. And, you know, even getting to play a duet with them and, and it's fun. You know, I'm, I'm confident my kids will surpass any skill that I have attained. And, and that makes me, makes me very happy. You know, so with all music, but especially with you know classical music specifically, that's what I'm thinking about when I when I think about what I'm about to share with you. you know, some of the things that I like best about it is is the way that the artists will use different dynamics to play the music in contrasting ways that accentuate the feeling the artist is trying to portray. This variation and you know loudness and quietness and variation in tempo, playing super fast or or more slowly all make for much more interesting and entertaining music when it's when it's done correctly, right? And another tool that musicians will use to their advantage is is what are called rests. 
and 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 rest for those of you that that haven't that don't read music or don't know what those are i mean they are exactly what they sound like they are a time of rest and so there are times when the music isn't played at all so there's essentially a time of silence so that whatever instrument that is or part it is so that musician will not play anything during that time and a rest can occur at different types of the music it can it can be very short time it can be just just even a, a short beat or it can be several measures or or several seconds or just you know a, a longer amount of time and the rest can actually create a very dramatic effect especially when you know maybe all of the music or all the instruments stop for some reason or if there are only certain instruments that keep playing it can accentuate you know different parts of the music and allow you know maybe other parts of the music that you usually don't hear as strongly to shine through and it just makes the music interesting and fun so when a musician is new and learning like my younger children that I have in my house right now or frankly if they're just being lazy <laughs> when playing the music they'll ignore some of these tools that they have some of these dynamics and the music when you don't add that that variation and loudness, quietness, you know, tempo, fast and slow, or, or if you don't observe those rests, the music will kind of sound bland. It'll kind of sound monotone, almost boring. It'll kind of be without any kind of life to it. And you don't have to be a music expert to know the difference when these tools are being executed well, or if they're being ignored, things just don't feel right. In the music, and I'm I'm sure you've heard that at some point in music. You can just tell when it's when it's done well. There are some of those iconic pieces that we hear of music that that pretty much everybody recognizes. You know, they're on commercials all of the time, and and are on movies, and and some some of those are the ones that do this extremely well. So you may have heard me refer to work-life harmony on the show in the past. You know, this is the thought that. You got to work hard every day to accomplish your goals while also working hard to live a full life, right? You can have this work-life harmony while still experiencing times that are faster, slower, uh, more busy, or more quiet. And you have the chance to also focus on using your time to rest and intentionally as well. So just like music, without the variation in, in life and things that are going on in our life, it can get really boring and things just won't feel right. So some of that variation is good. It's, it's what we want. It's what makes life interesting. And so, you know, last week we talked about the 20 mile March that Jim Collins shares in his book, Great by Choice. And so you can go back and listen to episode 19 to hear more about that. But Essentially, the 20-mile march talks about focusing on a consistent effort and in a consistent way to accomplish your goals. So not just doing crazy sprints where you go to exhaustion completely every single time where it forces you to not even be able to function the next day, right? And so there is some room for balance there. But yet, you still can have the variation and the and working hard. So I feel that that these thoughts we're going to share today actually complement the idea of work life harmony and and also the twenty mile march. So in the area that I live 
right now. It was spring break last week. So all of the children and in our neighborhood, in our, in our area, were all out of school. And, you know, a lot of kids are out playing and having a, having a good old time. And, and many people, including some of my employees and even some of my family, were off enjoying themselves on vacation somewhere. And it reminded me of, of some things that I've heard in the past from former CEO and author as well, Michael Hyatt is his name. So he was the CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishing for, for quite a few years, incredibly well-known and successful company. And it was through him that I first learned about being intentional about what I wanted to accomplish in my vacation. You never really, I never really thought about it before some of the things he shared. I thought, well, vacation is a time to go relax. Just go do whatever you want to do without all of the strings attached that you usually have in life telling you what to do. But he shares examples in his material about how getting clear on what you want to accomplish during your downtime, so that's vacation or other downtime in your life, can actually make you feel better about the time when you're away from accomplishing your other goals. And it doesn't mean that you can't just go out and go with the flow or relax. He just says that you need to be intentional about whatever you choose to do. So don't just let the time pass while you're on vacation and just, you know, say, ah, we'll do what we do, but make a plan, even as a general plan of what you want to accomplish and not meaning the items you want to do so much, which you can plan that, but about some of the things that you want to feel and you want to do. So if relaxation is what you're going for, then plan intentionally days of relaxation. If you want to mix, then have some days where you have you know, lots of things planned and, and have busy activities fun to do. But sometimes it's tempting, depending on your personality, to take a vacation and just fill it full with no downtime. And it's all busy activities crammed together one after another. And, you know, you, you really just got to determine the purpose of your vacation and, and accomplish your goals for the vacation without it feeling too overplanned. Because if the purpose is a sightseeing vacation, you're going there to learn and do things, and that's that's different. And making sure that people are in your family or whoever you're going with are all on the same page can can make a big difference. I've been on vacations before or had times where I've I've traveled with people and you had differing ideas. And if you're not on the same page, it can make for a frustrating vacation for others in the group. So so getting intentional about your vacation can actually make the vacation more enjoyable and actually allow you to enjoy that time of rest, right? So just like in music, some rest should be long and others can be short, you know, all of them done intentionally to accomplish the goal. But this made me think a little bit about exercise. So, you know, when you exercise, you know, whether you're, you know, you're running to prepare for a race or a marathon or something like that, or if you're uh, building muscle with weights and trying to, to lift, to get stronger. One of the most consistent things that you hear from those in the exercise world is that as a part of a full plan, you not only have to have the exercise, but you have to have the rest, right? Without the rest, your body doesn't have a chance to repair itself. You know, part of building muscle is, is straining on your muscles, but it's that strain that allows you to build muscle stronger. But they only get stronger when there's a time of rest. It's kind of interesting. I've always found that 
interesting that you require the rest to get stronger. These short breaks can help allow your muscles to repair themselves, and it gives you the chance to, to just rest your mind as well. Something else that's very closely related to that, to resting your body, to rest your muscles, is also getting enough sleep. And so getting enough sleep is, is incredibly critical. And I want to cover this actually in a future episode. I've been studying more about sleep and, and its impact on our lives. And man, you know, we've always known that, you know, you need to get seven, nine hours of sleep. I and mean, that's something that we hear all the time, right? You know, younger kids need more. Adults, they say you can get away with a little bit less, but not a whole lot less. You'll have people that will say, you know, oh, I can get away with five hours of sleep or or less. And there are a lot of studies show that that's not actually true. <laughs> Even though you you may think you're operating, the a lot of people have shown that you begin to have diminishing performance in your life. So if you want to operate at peak performance, we really do need to have that seven, nine hours of sleep. But honestly, even though we all know it, very few of us do it. Even when our body is just screaming and clamoring for that rest, we, we still often don't do it. So that's another important critical one of rest that we're going to actually cover in a, in a future episode. But now going to an even shorter type of rest. Each day, we have a chance where we can have a chance to just meditate be still for a short time each day. Rest and music indicate that there will be silence, right, during the time. So, so there'll be silence from that instrument or that musician during the time of rest. And so it's the same here. We need a chance each day to just stop without any notifications dinging from our phone or without our mind going back to the many to-do list items that we may need to accomplish. We just need some peace. And I love the feeling that I get when I'm up in the mountains or in nature. So if you've had a chance to be up in the mountains by yourself before, it's pretty freeing, especially when your cell phone doesn't work up there because it's too far away and there's no, no cell towers close. So there's no, there's no one to interrupt you. You can just listen to yourself, breathe, and hear your heart beating and just be still. I love that feeling. I, I don't get to do it as often as I would like or I don't make the time to do it as often as I should. So I have to work hard to intentionally create that same environment for even a few minutes each day, where I can just leave my phone in another room, try to clear my head. Even 10 minutes a day can make an incredibly big difference on the whole rest of your day. You can meditate, pray, or just be still with your thoughts. This is an essential form of rest. In, in the busy world we live in. The author, Robin Sharma, he is big on meditation and rest and getting the right amount of sleep and, and all of those kind of things. He actually helps as someone who coaches a lot of actually top, top athletes and actually business leaders or around the world. And these are some of those basic principles that he helps those that he works with. And he actually has this quote that I love. He says, leadership is a mindset that shifts from being a victim to creating results. Any one of us can demonstrate leadership in our work and within our own lives. It's really easy to say that you don't have time to waste on resting, to be the victim, right? 
you know, you don't have the time to do this or to do that, you know, waste on resting, sleeping enough hours or taking the time to meditate. But this is just one way that we can demonstrate leadership in our, in our own lives and take control and be intentional about our rest. I know you can do it. You got this. Till next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavoroflidership.com. Thanks for listening.